0: From WFYI Public Media in Indianapolis, this is Intersections, reporting on the root causes of violent crime. I'm Ryan Delaney. Something a pastor in a struggling Indy neighborhood told me last summer during one of the first interviews I did for this project has stuck with me. He said, all of our children will be mentored. It's just a question of by whom. That idea of how kids in the city's most crime-riddled neighborhoods are being raised kept coming up in one way or another. And so I went searching, To find out just who is looking out for the kids in these distressed and dangerous communities, one of the first places I visited was the Cheatham and Moore Barbershop near Crown Hill.
1: We have been um, operating out of this building here since January 7, 1980. And we have a five-chair barbershop and kind of ingrained in this area. Well, this is, a, this is an area um, that is marked for the, you know, keep the eye on as far as the violence is concerned. And it is. It's, it's not a joke. It's for real. The barbershop is one of the focal points of any area. And a lot of barbershops don't serve the neighborhood like maybe we do. So uh, we serve the people. We know their families. We know their children. We know what happens in their families. We know the, you know, the events that goes on with the marriages, the deaths, all those types of things. We're aware of those, and uh, we see children when they raise, and we can, we can see how they are brought up and uh, what might be affecting those children. And same thing with the adults, they have their situations as well, but um, we try our best if we ask, or sometimes even though we don't ask, to help out, to assist or to uh, give advice or something to help a person along the way. Mr. Sanders. Yes, sir. I'm ready. No, but over the years, I tell you what, we have a lot of fun, we're able to come in here and talk within reason, respect one another. Uh, barber shop has very, very uh, strict rules. There's no smoking, and there's no profanity. Of course you sit up on the wall over there. We had some kids, we we get their athletic pictures and maybe we'll put them on the board and it motivates them. When something happens, they want to call you and tell you how that did. So it's more than what you might see if people talking about going and get a haircut, get a shave and go home. It's not, that is less than anything else.
0: In Indianapolis, the number of perpetrators and victims of homicide under the age of 18 has doubled in the past three years. It's less than 10% of the total, but that doesn't make it any less troubling. Community leaders point to a disregard for life among youth, driven by a lack of caring adults in their lives. So there's a struggle between mentors and gang members for who will raise those children. It's the middle of a warm spring Monday afternoon at the Mays home, but two-year-old Riri didn't get his nap, so he's being a little extra terrible. With it being school vacation, his older brother and sister are home too. Still, there's homemade lasagna baking in the oven. Busy!
2: I'm busy all the time. It's always something to do.
0: Margaret Mays is 68, the grandmother to these three children and their sole provider. She's a widow, losing her husband more than three decades ago to homicide. She came to raise these three, plus four already out of the house, adopting seven in all, because her daughter wrestles with substance abuse and is unable to care for them.
2: I said, now, there's no way I could leave my grandchildren out there. I couldn't do that.
0: I said, who's better to to take care of them but me? She has incredible strength and energy, which she credits to the grace of God, praying for a little more during the few quiet moments between cooking and cleaning.
2: I get tired. You know, sometimes I might not get but two or three hours of sleep, but I have to do it because I, you know, I don't know how long I'm going to be here, but I want to make sure that they're going to be okay so that I can rest in peace.
0: More than twice as many children are being raised by single parents in Indianapolis's six distressed focus area neighborhoods compared with the rest of the city. And many of them, it's hard to know just how many, are being raised by grandparents like Mays.
3: If I if I didn't have her, I don't know what I'd do.
0: Daryl is the oldest who still lives with his grandmother.
3: Cause, uh they probably put me in a foster home. Like, I don't know who I'd be staying with. So, like, if, if she died... I don't know who I'm going to go to.
0: He was Riri's age when he lost his own father to violence. At 13, he's still very much a kid, but has a man-of-the-house mentality about him, pitching in to help his grandmother and younger siblings and longing to put his own touch on the home.
3: I'm trying to get this house together. Like, it's so many things I want to do with this house. Like, I want a basketball court right there. I want Wi-Fi. I want cable.
0: Daryl has a caring role model and mentor in Anthony Beverly. You go? Who stops by to check on Daryl and the family this Monday?
3: I go with you Wednesday.
0: Daryl dribbles a basketball in the driveway while the two make plans for their next outing.
3: He take care of me. That's my That's my father, basically. My father. He taking my father uh place.
0: Mr. Beverly leaves. Well, Miss I'm gone. And Daryl okay, goes Mr. to shoot girl, hoops at the park around, around the corner. Ahead. Back inside, Mace pulls the lasagna out of the oven and tries to get Riri to sit still long enough to eat. She hasn't always had enough food to put in the oven.
2: I found myself in a situation last year that was so, um,
0: almost devastated. She'd adopted Riri, but her beautician salary wasn't enough to cover the additional costs. I thought I was going to die. I thought me and the children were going to starve to death. She spent months going from food pantry to food pantry until family friends brought donations and Mays was able to get child welfare assistance checks for Riri. Times were so desperate, Daryl even contributed.
3: Any money that I make, I split it with her and the kids.
0: He'll get a few bucks for doing chores for neighbors or getting good grades. The big haul,
3: I want $50 cash,
0: was winning $50 in the swimming camp contest.
3: I didn't spend no money on me. I spent it on them, I gave her gas money, I bought the baby diapers and milk, and that was my money.
0: Finances are more stable now, but Mays will retire soon. She'll be 84 when she's done raising children.
2: Their lives would probably be so much different if their parents were here with them,
0: but they're not here. It's just me. As mature as Darryl is, though, he still needs his grandmother and Mr. Beverly looking out for him, like when his classmates tried to get him to join their gang. Which they did by beating him up.
3: They make you go thirty.
0: Thirty seconds of punches from each of them.
3: I went thirty with all of them. You like you got to defend yourself like when you go thirty, cause like if you don't, they gonna be talking about you, I'll call you names and punks and all that
0: extra stuff. He was able to switch to a different class and get away from the gang, but the story doesn't always end that way. Gang recruitment at school is common, so those who work to keep kids away from crime have to intervene early. Good day. A group of fidgety first graders files into a room at IPS School 15 on Indy's Near East Side. This is a racially diverse but challenged neighborhood with high rates of poverty, prostitution, and drug addiction. So let's start. When James Taylor, JT he goes by, rubs a prayer bowl, they go quiet. For a moment at least. Taylor is a laid-back 73-year-old. His long dreadlocks turned gray during his 30 years working for the Peace Learning Center.
1: Did I read this book last
0: time? Taylor reads them books about getting along and being respectful. It may not seem like much, but he says such lessons can be absent at home. He says gangs increasingly fill a void a parent should occupy.
1: Our kids just want to be accepted, loved, and honored. And they'll get that wherever they get it. And gangs is not where we want them to get it. But if a gang is recruiting folk going, hey, we'll love you and and all of that, that's not exactly what they mean, but that's how they get our kids.
0: An after-school program where teenage boys shoot hoops and get help with their homework can also be a place to find mentorship. Bershawn Bond keeps a watchful eye over the basketball court at the Cafe Community Center in the distressed Far East Side neighborhood. The court has low ceilings, ruling out any deep three-point shots. But it's still the main draw for these guys to show up after school. Bond sees teenage aggression on the court overflow quickly.
2: Anger is just prevalent all over you know in these neighborhoods. The difference now is, you know, a fight can lead to a gun.
0: Bond is trying to instill a lesson in these guys many never had. To be able to apologize, let something go, and to move on. Okay. At school 15, the first right. graders in J.T.'s class are learning the same thing, and as they file out of his classroom... See you soon. ...several boys stop to give him a hug.
1: It was about seven, six or seven. Six or and seven hugs? Yes, I was counting the little heads. But one of the things I find, though, is a lot of times it's just a stable adult, sometimes male, and if I can be that stable essence for 20 minutes or 20 seconds in that kid's life, I'm willing to spend that time now.
0: It will take that time, and more, to shepherd these kids as they grow up, able to forgive an errant elbow on Brashan Bond's basketball court. Along the way, Taylor says the hugs will always be free. As always, you can find earlier parts of this reporting on our website, wfyi.org intersections, or download the podcast on iTunes. Next chapter, we'll spend time seeing one of these high-crime neighborhoods from the front seat of a police car. Intersections is produced by WFYI Public Media in Indianapolis. I'm Ryan Delaney. Thanks for listening.